This week on the Ranting Zone Fantasy Football Fanatic, I wanted to dive into what I call mystery box quarterbacks. Now, these are quarterbacks that, for one reason or another, have serious question marks surrounding them, and this is not including the rookies. They're all young. They're all 25 years or younger, and there is the subset of quarterbacks going within about 18 picks of each other that I wanted to dive into. So what do you say? Let's jump into it this week. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Thank you for stopping in. I am your host, Jesse Muller, a.k.a. J. Muller 05. And you're probably asking yourself, Jesse, what do you mean by mystery box quarterbacks? Well, let's show you what I'm talking about. Um, if you go to Bulletproof, which is one of my favorite websites for Dynasty ADP and Startup Values, I have these three quarterbacks selected. Now you'll see Trey Lance. He's going in early six. He's QB 17. Kenny Pickett. He's going late sixth round, QB 20. And the third guy is Jordan Love. He's QB 23, and he's a late seventh round. Now, why am I putting those three together, you're asking yourself? Well, because they all have a giant, big old bag of mystery surrounding them. All three of them are in situations where their value can substantially decline or raise up based on what happens this year, right? And they all hold different source of risk and upside attached to him. So let's jump into these guys. Um, Trey Lance is the first guy I want to talk about. He was the one, if we go back to last year, he was going second, third round start of value. Like he was getting pushed up. You know why? Because he's a rushing quarterback. He had over a thousand yards 2019 at North Dakota State. Um, it just, for one reason or another, has not come together. His rookie year, he sat behind Jimmy G. 49ers were trying to compete for Super Bowl. They didn't think he was ready, so they benched him. We fast forward to last year, second year in the league. He has the monsoon game against Chicago where he struggles. The offense just looks rough, but if you watch that game, it was downpour onslaught of rain. He he missed throws. It was a wet ball. Like That's pretty excusable. And then what happens? Plays the Seahawks and breaks his leg and misses the entire season. Add on to that. We have reports coming out from Adam Schefter saying Trey Lance is currently the QB three in San Francisco with Brock Purdy if he's healthy, which the that if should raise some flags about Brock Purdy, but that's neither here nor there. So Brock Purdy's basically got the job. And if he doesn't, Sam Darnold has a chance to be the QB. The most interesting nugget of all of this was that fact that San Francisco says there was no trade market and they did not have teams discussions with for potential quarterbacks. And you think that's pretty interesting for former third overall pick, right? Where all these teams need quarterbacks. You have Atlanta, Tennessee was looking this offseason. We have these other teams where they just didn't have a guy. And the fact he just didn't have a market. I mean, look at Tampa Bay. They're starting freaking Baker, Mayfield, Kyle Trask. There are plenty of spots where Trey Lance could have played and at least played this year. So if he's not going to play, what's going to happen to Trey Lance and his value? It's currently fall in the sixth round. If he does not play this year, and he literally just bench, he's going double digits. He's going to absolutely tank. On the flip side, if Trey Lance does earn the job and he's good, his value is going to skyrocket. Because even if the 49ers move on from him, he'll be showing that he's a good enough quarterback, right, where teams will have interest in him. And I think that's the big just 
he's just a giant ball of mystery. We don't know. He has not played that much, even back to his college days. He had the COVID-shortened season, basically played one game. He only has one season of basically full season of data, right, where he had over 1,000 rushing yards, and it's just a hope and pray of Lance. The whole situation with him was, A, you're getting this guy who's Konami outside quarterback based on his profile. You're getting someone who's in an ideal situation with the skill position and talent they have. They have Debo, they have Ayuk, they have Kittle, and they added Christian McCaffrey, right? Those are that's the best group of hash catching weapons in the NFL. Like, right? That's bar none. Now you can say Seattle's close with the big three or receiver. The difference is McCaffrey is just he's basically got tier compared to Kenneth Walker, who is a subpar wide receiver out of the backfield. And they have Zach Charbonnet, who's fine, but let's be real. Christian McCaffrey's doing things that maybe one or two other running backs actually could do. Um, so, yeah, he was absolutely set up to smash. It's just, I don't, when you look back on it, it just didn't make sense at the time. And remember, we heard all the smoke about Mac Jones. The 49ers loved Mac Jones, and then they they ended up with Trey Lance, and they traded up to get Trey Lance. So we were like, all right, cool, Trey Lance is good to go. But we're entering year three. And if it doesn't happen, it's going to be rough. So he's, I don't think there's a riskier asset to hold right now than Trey Lance, just because of his range of outcomes that are so wide. He's those those like wide receiver threes in fantasy where you're like, this guy could potentially be a wide receiver one. He falls in all the targets. Like we're talking about Traylon Brooks, right? Falls in all the targets, leaves the offense as good, or he just doesn't prove it and he fails. Or if he suffers an injury, then down he goes, right? So this is kind of the risk reward you have to do with Trey Lance. Now why I chose these two quarterbacks alongside Trey Lance and Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love is you could easily move Trey Lance where you are with these guys, right? You could flip him from Kenny Pickett. You could move him from Jordan Love. So if you're that worried about Trey Lance, just go move him for either one of these guys. Um, why I picked them is they're all 25 or younger, so they're all still young. And Pickett is much safer. Jordan Love we know is actually starting, so he doesn't have the floor that Kenny Pickett does. But he still at least has this year to prove it, where Lance, we just don't know. Now, if we want to transition to Kenny Pickett, the second guy on the list, QB20, he is, he's like, um, I think Dynasty Ian for Dynasty I am on Twitter called him. He is a low ceiling scrambler, right? Where he's shown the ability to move. He's mobile. He ran like a 4-7-40. He has enough athleticism. And you saw it, the famous run in the, the bowl game he did where he fake slid and he took the house call of the college game. But you've seen it. He's still scrambling. Um, if you extrapolate his stats from his rookie year, it would have been 300 rushing yards. That's that's solid. That's a good amount of four, right? And all that does is just raise you up just a little bit. And the offense was substantially better with Pickett than it was Oof, Mr. Busk himself, Mr. Mitchell Trubisky. So Pickett's interesting. Now, it's not as good of a situation because San Francisco is just a better offense, a better play caller and all of that, but he has very good weapons. We're talking Deontay Johnson. George Pickens, he put him a solid 800 yards. I know people, he's super hit or miss. I'm not a big Pickens fan, but, like, he did enough as a rookie to prove, like, hey, I'm the solid NFL player to minimum, right? Then he has Pat Fryermuth, one of the young up-and-coming tight ends, and not to mention Najee Harris, who's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. Even though he's inefficient, that's a whole other can of worms we could dive into and have a whole other podcast discussion about that, but it's set up pretty well. And the key – the key with Pickett is you know he's going to play. 
where Lance is it's just this giant ball mystery. You have at least a floor of you're getting a starting quarterback. And with Pickett, with his rushing ability, now it's not Trey Lance where we thought he was going to break fantasy, right? Which I don't even know if that's going to happen with Trey Lance because he destroyed his leg last year, right? So he may not scramble the way he did previously. And if he doesn't, there goes that quote-unquote ceiling, right? Because it's not just rushing. It's also you have to show you're a good passer to quote-unquote be that Lamar Jackson, right, where you put up 28 fantasy points per game. You need both of those. Or Pickett. He's got a decent amount of rushing floor where the floor point is okay. And he's just a better passer than Lance. So he has at least the passing down. And he proved that in the second half of the year where um, per drive, I think they were third in points, which is not, not bad at all. So if you wanted to make that flip, I wouldn't blame you. It really comes down to team build between these two in particular. Jordan loves a different case. Um, he's Similar risks to Lance with not as high of an upside, but Pickett, you at least know he's going to be starting quarterback. This is year two. They took him the first round, which means they have at a minimum two more years with Kenny Pickett before they move on. And if they wanted to exercise the fifth year option, then they would have three years, right? Including this year. So you know Kenny Pickett, you get at least multiple years. So honestly, like I don't mind that move at all. And some people might not like it because they're like, Yeah, the ceiling, I get it. If you're chasing ceiling. If you're in a rebuild, sure, shoot for the moon of Trey Lance. But if you're competitive this year, like, I have zero Trey Lance shares. I actually have zero Kenny Pickett shares. I have a couple of Jordan Love shares. I just got super cheap in rookie drafts and just held and just waited for this moment now that he's worth the first-round pick. But with Pickett, it's like, you know what? The case can be made that he's the best route to go of all three of these quarterbacks right here because you're getting a decent floor with Pickett and he has a, a solid upside because of the rushing floor. Now he's not going to be an elite fancy quarterback unless he turns it on and takes a giant leap forward. But he's a solid quarterback and honestly don't mind flipping down from Trey Lance to, to Kenny Pickett. Just straight up. You can just call it a day. If you're that worried about Lance with all the rumors of him not playing, just flip him right away. Um, the third guy of this list, Jordan Love, is probably the most interesting just because he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for what feels like a decade. <laughs> He's part of that 2020 class, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, Jordan Love, by the way, first-round pick. And people are thinking, man, is he going to be good? Is he going to play? If you were a savvy dynasty manager, you could have got him a cheap, cheap, right? Like last year or the year before where people were just fed up and frustrated, where you just said just a late second if you're a contender or, you know, a player somewhere like Tyler Boyd plus, right? who when he stepped into the situation when Jamar Chase went down, everyone's really excited. You move him plus, and you get Jordan Love. Like, that's a move you could have easily made last year. Um, and now you have Jordan Love, and he's worth an incredible amount more than a Tyler Love, right? Or sorry, uh, Tyler Boyd. But Jordan Love just, he's interesting because we only have a small sample size of Love. And if we, if we look at his stats, like, are they terrible? No. But he did take a leap forward. And it's a very small sample size. Um, his completion percentage did massively jump up. It's only 21 attempts. Like, we can't really take too much from that. But he did look better last year as well. So you saw he didn't start any games where he started the year before um, in 2021. But in 2022, not bad. Not bad. And you may be thinking, like, I don't want him. That's fine. You don't have to get him. The great thing about it with these guys is you can – if you still have Trey Lance, you can move for Russell Wilson, move for Geno Smith. Maybe you can move for Kirk Cousins. There's 
guys such as Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, who's the most expensive of this group of tier before we take a massive leap into the Daniel Jones to a Tagovailoa tier. This middle six-round range going up to the middle of the eighth, you have about six to eight quarterbacks here where you have guys that all have different upside, different downside, and if you're okay with age, you can pivot off age. But recall, we're calling this mystery box quarterback because these guys are all young. There is massive mystery to them. We know who Derek Carr is. We know who Aaron Rodgers is. We're pretty sure we know who Russell Wilson is. Not entirely sure, but we at least have a pretty good idea. I just think it's a fun scenario to play out in your head based on how your team is. If you're competitive, yeah, I would honestly, I'll take Kenny Pickett, and I'm just going to ride with Pickett. I know you're maybe thinking, like, you usually swing for the fences, and I do usually swing for the fences, but on a competitive team, I'll take a shot with Pickett and see where it leads me. Because if I need a QB2, that's where I'm going. Now, if I take a stab at a QB3, maybe Trey Lance is a little bit more appeal. Or if I'm just a bottom-feeding team where – I really need difference-making assets to get myself out of the hole, then go ahead and swing for the fences with Trey Lance because the worst thing that can happen is he busts. Guess what? You, If your team's that bad, you're probably walking into like a top three pick next year. If Lance busts, he's going to help you get that 101 next year. So the downside with Lance would actually help your team in that scenario. So you could end up with Caleb Williams, right? Or, you know, the guy out of North Carolina, or you could get Marvin Harrison Jr. Like you could – get an elite asset one of those top three picks. So that's something to think about. And it's it's definitely a team build scenario. I'm not saying with Trey Lance all the way or Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love, but they all have different upside and they all have different downsides. So I think it's fun to kind of play this game out and see where your team is at. So say you have an older team, right? Where you're pushing that contending window. You have players such as say if you have a team with Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins, which I have one of those contending teams. Who's going to help me the most in that scenario? Well, if it's a contending team, it's going to be Pickett. Because if Russell Wilson busts or, you know, Kirk Cousins starts to show signs of age because he's getting up there, then I could actually start and play Pickett and be semi-confident. Loves the full, the floor play out of the three where you're chasing floor because that's what Love's going to give you. He's not going to give you ceiling. But he can give you those mid-range quarterback numbers if, if he takes a step forward, right? Lance is just – you're just – shooting for the moon and then he takes over and he's good and then guess what you have a franchise asset or a building block asset quote-unquote cornerstone asset right where you could go with him i would just wouldn't want that risk with lance on the contending team because i'm still trying to win right and if lance isn't playing he's not going to help me win now if we get six weeks into the season it's going to be extremely interesting to see how his value is because it's going to drop exponentially because if he's benched then he needs an injury or multiple injuries to play so just be careful with trey lance um i know we all liked him i was a big fan of trey lance coming out i was like this guy's going to be a stud he's cam newton 2.0 i saw um his rookie year where he got in for a goal line situation they just they basically did a cam newton power play where they just went to the, around the goal line, just the left side. He went right behind, and Trey Lance just walked in, and nobody could touch him. But it's like, man, he looks exactly like Cam Newton. The issue is, he's nowhere near as talented as Cam Newton. We saw Cam Newton, and I think we get a little bit ahead of ourselves with these super freak athletic guys. Um, at least Anthony Richardson is the quote unquote super freak. Trey Lance is not a super freak. He's not 
that level of athlete. He never was that level of athlete. Um, if you look at his player profile or pro day 40, they had him at like four, six, nine. Anthony Richardson is bigger. He's faster. He's stronger. He's what we wanted Trey Lance to be. And that's why you're seeing Anthony Richardson going early second round in startup picks right now. And why Trey Lance is in the sixth round, just because he's a big ball of mystery with such a lower floor. There's someone like Anthony Richardson. Cause you're turning the clock back multiple years. Even if Anthony Richardson isn't good, he's going to be the starter there for multiple years, right? Trey Lance, we don't know. He could, if it, this time next year, if it doesn't work out for him, he could get shipped off to somewhere similar to the top of another former first-round quarterbacks that bust, right, where it doesn't work out. And this is happening with Zach Wilson and the Jets. He's just, they're just hanging on to him until they find someone who's willing to take him on and resurrect his career because the Jets are pretty much done with him. And if this happens with Lance this year, the 49ers are going to be done with Lance. So that's the problem. And I know you're thinking, yeah, he might somewhere, start somewhere. He might. Because if you're going three years and you've only played a handful of games, that's still teams are just like, well, we'll give you a shot, but you got to prove it. And then there's just no floor. Realistically, like you just turn into a bust. You become Mr. Sam Darnold, right? Where everyone's like, this guy just isn't good. Oh, but he was in Carolina and he was hot for two weeks, right? And I remember I heard a one podcast saying, I tried three first round picks for Sam Darnold. He's, I was like, what is happening? I was like, oh, my goodness, that's one of the worst things I've ever heard. And guess what? He flopped like we all expected him to do because we had all this data from New York where he was just wasn't a good quarterback. He was injured. He was, sorry, turnover prone. And we don't have that data with Lance, which is a little bit more interesting because that's why he is more of a mystery box. We just don't know. Um, he did tweak his throwing motion, so there's all of that. So maybe he's a better passer, but it's just – if you go down the list of Trey Lance's in his NFL career, it's just there's a check for another knock on him, another knock, and another, and you just start piling it together, and you're like, look at all of this risk I'm compiling with this asset, right? And especially six-round startup value. That's decent startup value. Now, you could move it to one of these older quarterbacks if you want to, or you could move it into an impact asset, really. Like, if you're a contender, yeah, just flip him for Derrick Henry. That's the similar amount of risk. Like, it's a one, two-year window. So, like, yeah, I would be fine doing that if I had Trey Lance. I'd be like, and I needed a running back, I'm taking the hammer and Derrick Henry, and I'm just moving on. So there are ways to move off of trail lines. Now, obviously, intending teams realistically not going to do that for Derrick Henry, but if they, you know, if it's a rebuilding team and they had Henry, I'm sure they would take that risk on land. So you could do a flip there. You could move him into Kittle. I wouldn't really want to go for Kittle because he's an older asset, unless you're desperate at tight end. And even then, it's like, man, the wheels are falling. I'd honestly rather go for a younger guy like Fryermuth or Kincaid um, and get a little plus out of them with those guys. Now you could go for an older wide receiver such as Ridley. You can get a younger wide receiver such as Ayuk, or you could tear up. If you wanted to add something to Lance, you could jump up a round or two into getting a true, you know, like impact dynasty asset, right? You go see how much it costs to take to get Drake London. DK Metcalf goes like guys like that. You could probably flip them straight up for Christian Watson or be a small plus. There's a lot of wide receivers you can move them into. And in a lot of leagues, most people are open to that because they won't just do a quarterback for a running back or a quarterback for a wide receiver. In the super flex leagues, people want a quarterback in return, which makes sense because unless you have a plethora of quarterbacks, there's only so many you have on your roster, right? Like not many teams have more than three or maybe four actually capable quarterbacks who have value. So 
that's the thing you have to look at. But it's obviously rostered, but go look at other rosters. If you have Trey Lance, try to find a pair and you can move them off. Realistically, that's why I chose these three because you could flip for either one of these two guys. And they hold different kinds of risks and things like that. But I thought it was a fun just kind of idea to run through my head and talk this out loud with you to see where I'm at with Trey Lance just because I was all in on Trey Lance last year. I thought last year was going to be the year. And he got injured, and that's what happens with injuries sometimes. And the 49ers also found another guy. That's the other part of it is Brock Purdy was that dude for them. They realistically had a shot still in that game, even when Brock Purdy went out in the, like the second quarter. They were in that game against the Eagles, and they ended up losing it snowball just because – you know, it's Josh Johnson, and Josh Johnson is not NFL quality quarterback, so that kind of happens. You can only hold the the dam so long until it busts without a solid quarterback. We saw Brock Purdy be good, and the interesting thing about Brock Purdy is that was what they wanted out of Mac Jones, right? Where he's a good NFL quarterback who improves their offense and he helps the skill guys. Like he's not fully counting on the skill guys; it was the combination of the two. Now he had a lot of turnover worthy plays where it could have been a different year, but he's been much more impressive than Lance than that and in his short career. So there's that. And then you get the stuff from Jeffter. It's just like another beast, man. It's like, I get it. The upside is there, but with the injury on top of it, we don't know how much he's going to run. We saw this with Dak Prescott when he broke his leg and he came back. He is not the same rusher that he was. Now Lance is a little bit younger than when this happened to Dak, but this could be a similar situation. Maybe Lance won't run as much. And if he doesn't run as much, that's just another risk that's added on to him, right? It's like, oh, we don't even know if he's going to be the runner we thought he was. So, yeah, I realistically, I'm fine just flipping him for Pickett. If you want to take the dart throw on Lance and hope it all works out, I get it. That makes sense. You want to shoot for the upside. But sometimes it's, it's floors better. <laughs> and in this situation, I really just kind of just hands off with Lance. I'd rather root for him. When he's on someone else's team, then have to deal with all the issues and the uncertainty, the drama that he's going to cause me if he's on my team. So that's my thought process. I'll just move him straight up for Kenny Pickett. Go get a plus added on Jordan Love because there is a decent separation between the two, right? Um, in some leagues, I've seen it where you have to pay up to Jordan Love from Trey Lance, but you could realistically flip those guys too. And depending on where the values go and what happens this offseason, it could widen or it could the gap could narrow between them. So. Just keep that in mind. It's a fun thing to think about. And we're still a few months out, but we're getting closer to training camps and preseason starting. So we're almost in July. And then it's August. And then boom. And then September. And hey, games are going. So we got a couple months, but now's the perfect time to kind of look at your roster and see. See, like, do I want to roster Trey Lance? That's the million dollar question. So I'm going to leave it up to you on what you want to do. But if you have any questions, any comments, or any suggestions on what you're doing with Trey Lance, send them to me on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube. Send in the comments. Let me know. Um, later on this week, we'll be talking more values and focusing on running backs and a group of running backs that I had in mind, which is kind of a similar situation, but a little bit different. But that's just a little teaser for that. So thanks for stopping in the rankings of Fancy Football Fanatic. I am your host, Jesse Moeller. And... Take care. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn.